Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, this episode of the Let's Go Eat show takes a kind of a disgusting turn. I have to tell you. This time we're interviewing um, Carrie Drage and Dorian Drage. And they are the proprietors, the whole Drage family are the proprietors of the, uh, uh, of the company called Creature Encounters. Now, usually on the Let's Go Eat show, we, we sit down with some people and we eat some food and we talk to them about what they do. Well, on this episode of the Let's Go Eat show, uh, we are not the ones doing the eating. There are creatures eating things. There is a visual component to this episode, and uh, if you uh, have the stomach for it, I would uh, suggest that you go to the uh, Let's Go Eat Show Facebook page. Go to letsgoeatshow.com, the letsgoeatshow.com. Uh, find the Facebook page and watch some of the videos as uh, Carrie and Dorian proceed to feed snakes and lizards, uh, rabbits and mice. Yes, uh, they they feed the these animals other animals. It's pretty amazing, and uh, it's, a, it's an astonishing thing to watch. You can't believe. Uh, I, I mean, you hear tell of uh, constrictors, boa constrictors, eating whole rabbits. Well, if you've never seen one do it, you can see it uh, in conjunction with this episode of the Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, Carrie and Dorian Drage and uh, all of the little Drages. Uh, have been uh, have been involved with creatures all of their lives, and we talk about that. What drew uh, Carrie? He's the uh, the uh, patriarch of the family. What drew him to love animals and creatures of all kinds, and and then his his love of these animals just uh, went over to his kids, and his kids now are all involved with it, and it's a money making concern for them. Uh, they can. Uh, uh, bring these animals, uh, uh, birds and lizards and snakes. They can bring them to birthday parties and corporate events and to schools. And it's a it's a it's a very fascinating thing. Also, uh, right at the end of this episode of the Let's Go Eat Show, um, I uh, I eat a live mealworm. Maybe I shouldn't have given that away, but I think there are pictures of that as well. <sighs> so we did. I did do a little eating of my own. Uh, it'll be, uh, well, you'll see how I did it. Um, so anyway, uh, sit back, relax. Uh, maybe you shouldn't have anything to eat before you listen to this episode of the Let's Go Eat Show featuring uh, the Drages, Carrie and Dorian Drage, uh, and uh, the Creature Encounters. Uh, also, I want to thank Dylan Allred for producing the show. And uh, here we go.
I'm probably the one who will make the most noise here. You know, let me put my water bottle down. That's how he's made his career, being the one who yeah. makes all the noise. Thank God you make so man, much noise. Yeah, that squeaky wheel, man. Yeah. Creature Encounters. This is a little bit... Um, this is a little bit different uh, edition of the Let's Go Eat show because we're actually uh, not the ones that are going to be doing the eating. Uh, we have some creatures here that are going to be eating things. And I, I, well, I don't know how much of it I can watch. <laughs> I've never been more nervous for an episode of the Let's Go Eat show than this. Uh, we're we're here in, in a backyard in... Uh, uh, sugar or sugar house, and uh, we let's we'll just let it go at that. That's we're in a backyard, and it's a lovely little oasis in the backyard. And we're here with uh, Carrie and Dorian Drage. Uh, they are two well creature encounters. And how, when did we encounter you guys, Carrie? And how did we encounter you guys some years ago? Um. Actually, it was Richie inviting us down to the studio to do a segment on, uh, you know, ask an expert. Oh, it was uh, to to just ask an expert mm-hmm. about uh, animals and mm-hmm. snakes and and we must have answered the questions right because then we went and did uh, your son's birthday party. That's right, <laughs> uh, little Bill's birthday party yep. in the backyard. Yep, uh, creature encounters and you're both. Uh, uh, Carrie is the uh, the uh, the uh, what the old the, man. Patri- the patriarch of the family. Don't say the old man. Say you're the patriarch of the family. I'm the patriarch. And uh, Dorian is the eldest son of the family. Uh, and uh, but the whole family is involved in Creature Encounters, uh, spend time with the animals, it says on their shirts. They're both wearing the shirts right now. And How, how long ago did you s- decide that this was going to be a business, Carrie? Um, it was, I think, in 2007 that we did it. I've, I've been doing presentations and stuff for 35 years. With, with reptiles? With and reptiles and, and arachnids and things like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, while I had other things that I was doing as a career. Mm-hmm. And then I had the opportunity in 2007 uh, to uh, make Creature Encounters the sole uh, thing that I do and put my time into. And when we say creature encounters, you have all kinds of animals, like reptiles and and spiders and uh, yeah, reptiles, arachnids, insects, and birds. You have birds mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Where where did your interest develop in this, and how did that all start? Well, I was fascinated with uh, uh, living things and stuff really, really, really young. And at that point in time, my parents um, allowed me to have a fish aquarium with fish. Here in Utah, you're here, right in, here Utah? in Utah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. and I uh, got that fish aquarium, and then I soon saw some other cool things like, oh, I could put a newt in there, and so I started mm-hmm. putting a newt, and then, oh, well, those crabs will go in there, yeah, so yeah. and I started getting crabs and different things, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Then when I got a little bit older, you know, I saw the lizards. And wait, hey, wait, can I stop? What's yeah. the difference between a newt and an eft? And an eft? An eft. You don't know. I, uh, you One of know. them is something you made up, apparently. No, EFT. Look, Google it real quick, right. will you? Uh-huh. EFT. Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyway, keep going. That's it. And um, 
the rule was is it had to live in a fish aquarium. But at your house, that at, was your yeah, family. I was with him with my family, and then, but then all of a sudden I realized, well, I can dump the water out of this fish aquarium and put a lid on top of it, and whatever's living is still living in the fish aquarium. Uh-huh. And I had a I had a friend go with me, and I had a pet lizard and stuff living in a fish aquarium before my mom and dad knew it was in the basement. Do you come from a big family? I do six. Six brothers kids, and sisters, yeah. six brothers uh-huh. and sisters in your family, and, yeah. and where'd you, where, what part of Salt Lake did you grow up in? Uh, up in the East Mill Creek area. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, did your brothers and sisters get into this as well? Did they like it? Um, not really. My no. sisters, yeah, they were tired of finding dried up newts in their shoes <laughs> and <laughs> dead crabs in the bottom of their closets. <laughs> yeah, God, I, you know, we uh, once, <laughs> once when Dylan was a little kid, we had a fish tank uh, at the house, mm-hmm. and we had a. Uh, we saw at the uh, at the at the pet store they had crabs that you could yeah. put in there. So we got this crab and put it in there, and it was kind of fun to watch. But the crab was always like, kind of, you know, coming up to the top, and it was like he was wanting to get out. He had to go up to breathe. Yeah, and but it, and then one day. He disappeared. He got out of the tank somehow. And I mean, he was just a little tiny yep. thing. And I mean, we never, we never found, found him. him. But it, it, you know, it, it just freaked Dylan's mother out so much she just couldn't th- stand the thought of that <laughs> goddamn crab. You know, the crab's gone. name was Waldo, was it? Yeah. I, it, you know, this g- damn crab that had that had gone off and dried up somewhere yeah. in the house. Oh yeah. She couldn't stand. She probably still thinks about it to this day. Occasionally, they still live in the same house. She oh goes, geez. Oh, that crab corpse is here somewhere. I know it is. Yeah. Bro, yeah. yeah. So so you so you had lizards and then you graduated to snakes. Got some and, lizards and all that and then yeah. Um, didn't didn't graduate into the snakes right away. Um, I got into birds a lot more. You're like they were birds. a lot t- more tolerable, you know, and so. But they I, couldn't I, live in the aquarium. No, no, but they uh-huh. had to change the rules because. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but then when uh, I got married and. Uh, you uh, found somebody who would marry you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> now, <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Uh, so this is a. So you're growing up with this this love of the creatures, right? Of all kinds, uh, and it's a learning thing for you as well i mean you you studied them honestly it was the really the only thing that got me through school because every not the Mm -hmm. greatest student but Mm -hmm. if if you put something in my hand or let me see something i'll remember everything you tell me about it Mm -hmm. type of a situation Mm -hmm. so in my art classes i'm painting or drawing you know animals in my class that i need to write a story or something it involved animals and i could get into that doing that And literally everything I did through grade yeah. school, it was all related to the animals somehow to keep my interest in the project. Did you have some thought that this could be? Uh, did you go to college after high school? I did, and I and I took Study. bio, I studied biology and yeah. stuff again. But then again, I could not realize why I had to learn novels and why I had to go to Jay Welch's music class mm. because I was learning biology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just. So you know, did you like want to major? Did you think I'm going to be a zoologist or a? a I a, honestly just wanted the knowledge. I didn't know that it would translate into a uh, occupation or anything. Yeah. I, just, I wasn't sure. Just didn't. You I just, just knew I was interested. Yeah. Uh, so so, what did your career end up being? You what did you My end career up? Career ended up. Um, I actually uh, worked for OC Tanner for a point in time, mm-hmm. and then I uh, and that's because. 
it offered me a job that paid me to be able to raise my family and everything. You have a beautiful ring on here. Do oh, you, thank do you, you. Did, did you design the? Do you design? Did I, you design I, jewelry? I did not. There's a guy named David Resnick that designed that. That has a shop on the pier at Redondo Beach. Is that a, as that's an octopus? A octopus. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's where I started. But mm. then I had the opportunity to move into the private pet store, and I ran a private pet store for like almost 15 years. And there you go. And um, I was headhunted by uh, PetSmart when they came to Utah, and then I was a mm. director for PetSmart for 11 years. Yeah. So and then, and so you you were able to translate your Correct. love of right. animals into yep. yeah into to and yep. then creature encounters. And which, then I had yeah I saw hey you know. I've had all the fun I can have out of working for a corporate person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I can do this, and that's when Creature Encounters came a uh, full-time thing. If you look at uh, our website, you know, the letsgoeatshow.com, uh, you'll, prob- you'll find pictures of, of mm-hmm. the drages, and you'll, you'll see that uh, Carrie is, uh, is a hippie. Um, and were you uh, always a hippie, like working? You, did you? Could you be a hippie working for OC Tanner and PetSmart? Or I, you, yeah, yeah. They let you. They let Except you. Except for that. I had to wear shoes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You don't wear. He's barefoot right now. He. You don't wear shoes. I can't. I'm, I'm one of those people who can't stand to be barefoot. I can't stand it. Yeah. yeah, I when I've had situations where I've had to have shoes on, they've just been oversized things that just kind of slide <laughs> yeah. over the top. So you raise a family, and uh, uh, Dorian, you're the oldest of uh, the family, and your uh, your uh, your father's love of uh, creatures just rubbed off on you because you're as involved and as crazy about it as he is, right? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I. Uh, it was 2007 when we when we had the opportunity to start it. I fortunately at the time was working at a place that helped people establish businesses, so I had the tools at my fingertips to do, to set up you know the official the documents for an S corp and the accounting and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also was really just into animals. Um, I went to school and got my zoology degree. Really, mm-hmm. um, I that must make you pretty proud, Kerry, that yeah, you did that. that. Yeah, it, it it does. It yeah, really yeah, does. Yeah. So I got my. I went to school. It's kind of the same thing as Dad here. I I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew I liked animals and I loved animals. Yeah. So I knew I'm going to go do biology. So you guys start Creature Encounters, and you had by this time you already have a menagerie of animals. How many at that time? Do you know when you started it? You were sort of doing it um, as a hobby, I guess. Right, Carrie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I'd been doing it for a long, long, long time, just uh, uh, mostly for friends and family and, and stuff like that. I did it representing the pet stores that I was associated with. Mm-hmm. So oh, so the pet stores would say, uh, even PetSmart would say, I, oh, I, that's I, great. I, I was know. the media director for PetSmart, so, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they loved it. Yeah. A lot of publicity. <laughs> so you'd accrued... A menagerie of animals over time. Do you know? Have any idea at that time how many you have and how many you have now? Do you keep sort of a stock of that? <laughs> Not really. I have a lot. <laughs> I I have I have a lot. Uh, all of our animals, though, are, uh, aren't all on in my location. Some of them are with 
like Dorian has some, my other son has some, mm-hmm. in order for him to be able to be taken care of yeah. the, uh, correctly and have enough space. Also, my grandkids are just as interested in the whole thing now yeah. as uh, it ever was. But uh, I think that's one of the things that makes us unique is that even if there was no creature encounters, this we would still have all this. I mean, these are pets. Mm-hmm. These have names. You know, these are they cared do, for really? like. Oh yeah, yeah. They are cared for like family. Before before we started recording, and I was setting up, and they were loading in animals. They were saying, "Oh, did it, so it did uh, Sally and the oh. thing on her nose?" And like, mm-hmm. I'm talking. I'm thinking. At first, was just overhearing their conversation. It's like, oh, they're talking about nieces, nephew, uh, cousins. No, and I realized no, that was, about that, that's our big albino Burmese shedding Narcissa. Narcissa. And she's getting ready and, to and, shed, and she broke the shed on her nose. That's uh, right. To 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 do the shedding process, but that that's just a normal conversation <laughs> at a restaurant or no matter where we are. For us, we do get the strange looks from the table next to us when you're talking about something. It like just that. did for a minute. I thought, oh, they're just talking about their family, and then they. Breaking the shed on her nose. Oh, no, uh-huh. these are their animal family. Yeah. By the way, did you find F? I did. So an F what, is what I can find, and yeah. took a little bit of looking. Yeah. EFT. EFT um, is basically uh, a regional name oh. for a newt, oh. but it also can be used to describe a juvenile newt, a very young newt. A young newt. Oh, okay. uh, you can call a, a baby newt an F. In its juvenile terrestrial stage. Okay. Yeah. Those are they, fascinating. I learn every day. There you go. Those are interesting animals. Uh, can you talk a little bit about newts and salamanders, just as a like, sidetrack on that? Well, you know, it's an amphibian. They're, they're, they're fascinating awesome. animals. Yeah, they're awesome animals. The thing about it is, is is people don't think that they're as diverse as they are. They think they're thinking of this little four to six inch yeah. long thing and all that stuff. There are salamanders that get four feet long. Really? They live in Japan, and they'll bite your hand. <laughs> There's a giant, it's called a hellbender. And they're, yeah, they're four and a half feet long, and they can get to be, you know, uh-huh. the about around the long ways of a football, and they're carnivorous. They have an interesting uh, uh, life cycle. They start out in water, right, and then they move to land. Is that how it works? Kind of like a yeah. They have a they'll have an external gill, uh-huh. and then they some some never lose it. Some retain that through their entire life cycle, and then there's others that will. They lose it, and then they become more terrestrial. There's another animal. It's called an axolotl. And, and, I've heard of those. Yeah, yeah, and axolotls have really flamed external gills. But mm-hmm. one of the neat things about axolotls, I don't know, I can't remember the term. When I, when I was a keeper at, the, at Hogel, we had them. Uh, the term for it is it's an animal who's basically in its infancy through its through its lifespan mm-hmm. so it's never it doesn't be it's not a uh you know a, a baby then a t- juvenile then a teenager an adult it's a it's constantly in this it stays this infant state it through stays its entire the same. life yeah and but it has amazing properties of regeneration they've used research in axolotls because they can just regenerate whole limbs because they're technically in their fetal slash infancy huh. so i you know one time we were at uh, liberty park and we were leaving. We were there. I don't remember exactly what we were doing there, but we were leaving. And we had the kids with us, and we're standing by the parking lot, and we hear this weird noise. It's kind of, and we're going, what the, what the hell is making that noise? And I looked down in the drain, and there was a big old salamander down in the drain. 
uh, bark at you. Uh, yeah, it was making this kind of barking weird noise. Yeah. It was kind of a trap down in the drain, and I managed to get it out of the drain. And I think I went over and put it in a fountain or something. I don't know what I, I don't remember exactly what. He was kind of green and black, and he was real pretty. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, they leave the water for the absolute need of it, but they never uh, get rid of the part where they still got to have uh, moisture for their scales. And mm-hmm. so you find them under the rotted logs and in rotted logs and under leaf litter because they do still have to maintain moisture on their yeah. scales. So anyway, back to the uh, uh, the menagerie. Just uh, you have... Uh, give give people an idea of the range of creatures that Creature Encounters has. Well, we have insects, which include cockroaches, which a lot of people don't quite understand. Yeah, my my wife is yeah. not a fan of the history yeah, of cockroaches. But you know, in, you know, cockroaches and millipedes, centipedes, all that kind of stuff. You know, they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, the life that that, that they live. Uh, then you go, you know, you got your reptiles, and reptiles are so, I mean, because that covers turtles, that covers the lizards, that covers snakes, you know, all those different types of things. And uh, and then uh, the birds, and out of everything, the birds are the hardest ones to deal with and care for because they're intelligent, they need to be entertained, they need, uh, and it, they act out like a two-year-old if they're not getting what they yeah. want. They'll sulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they Mm -hmm. scream for attention. They Mm -hmm. do bad things for attention, including pulling their own feathers out if they're not being and entertained enough and their mind isn't being worked enough. What kind of birds do you? What what variety of birds do you have? Uh, Right now, we're on with uh, the uh, African Greys and uh, double yellowhead Amazons. Um, And you know, we should point out too uh, that uh, all of these animals. can be brought to you uh, for private parties and um, yeah, yeah. Just before this, I did Washington Elementary's uh, summer school program. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of summer school programs. Uh, a lot of businesses that do summer picnics and all that kind of stuff. Not quite sure what to do with kids, and so they have us come because a lot of them are held at parks and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And we'll bring our animals and come to the parks, talk to the kids, and educate them. When we're working with kids, the biggest message we have is is uh, we want to teach the kids to consider themselves a parent of that pet. So we ta- refer to ourselves as pet parents, not pet owners, mm-hmm. pet parents, because yeah. a parent wants the best for their children, and if you have a live animal in the house, that has now become your responsibility, and so it's your job as a parent to learn all about it and do the things to take care of it, and you do that first before you get it, not after you get it. You know, we uh, brought two kids with us today. As a matter of fact, we're going to let them um, you know, interact with the animals in a minute, but... Um, Should we tell them that's a biting turtle? Yeah, they know, be- they know better than <laughs> they that. They know better, yeah. yeah we'll see. Uh, Charlotte has, uh, has birds in her house, and uh, they had uh, one... Uh, they're parakeets, right, Charlotte? You have parakeets, is that right? Or that was- and they had one little parakeet whose name, I think, is Petey. Is that right, the first one you had? Is that his name? Sky. I don't know why I thought it was Petey. Anyway, Sky. So Sky has because Petey is a name. Petey is just a bird. Yeah. Just give yeah. It, yeah. So so this That's Sky right. doesn't have is missing a leg. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, and I don't know how that happened, but here's the story that I know so far. So they had Sky for some time, but Sky seemed lonely. So they bought uh, recently another uh, parakeet. To put in the cage with Sky, and I just heard this story the other day when I was uh, dr- picking my daughter up from Charlotte's house. So they brought buy this other parakeet because Sky seemed so lonely. 
they put it in the cage with Sky, and Sky is just a just oh, what a little just mean and kept attacking it and just couldn't and was just yeah it just was not and and this this relationship if you'll forgive the pun was not going to fly. <laughs> uh, this one-legged bird was just bullying this other parakeet. So they had to take it out and put it in a cage. And then that parakeet seemed lonely. Uh-oh. So they bought another parakeet to put in the cage with that one. And that seems to be going okay. Sky had his own space for a long time, yeah. and you're not going to invade my space. So and, and, there, and there are a lot of animals that are that way. Yeah. There are a lot of lot of animals that are that oh, I know when when uh, Dylan was little we had a dog uh, called uh, Foster Foster and little Foster was a little uh, apricot poodle mix of something cute little dog and very fine wonderful little dog and uh, then uh, we uh, adopted another little dog an ugly little oof, man it was an ugly dog called <laughs> called kiddo and the minute kiddo came into the house Foster went into a deep depression and stayed that way for the rest of his life. Yeah. Just moped around, just lost all of his energy. And I mean, he lived for several more years, but he just lost all of his energy and just moped and became grumpy and kind of like, and, I don't And the same see, thing I happened when you brought my little sister home after yeah. you adopted her. I, yeah. I, I, and I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, an animal that deals with situations with emotions mm-hmm. that does that. Yeah. Because a snake doesn't do that you can introduce another one in there and you're pretty much but anytime you 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 deal with these animals that can give and share emotion and you can kind of feel that stuff Mm -hmm. they do they're 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 territorial you can break their heart by bringing something Mm -hmm. else around i mean my my kids will ask me to watch their dog for the weekend while they're gone and i have a cat that just runs away from home he refuses to stay home (laughs) yeah and then once they're gone up yeah, he's back. You know, he's they all have different <laughs> needs and personalities and stuff. But I guess it's it's kind of better dealing with the snakes and the and the no all that. no emotion. Yeah. you know everything they're going to react to is instinctual. And if it's a situation that Mother Nature would have never given them the instincts to know about, they decide by the experience they're having. For for all those for all the years that you've interacted with snakes and reptiles and stuff. Do that. None of them seem to have any kind of personality at all. I we is have it? a lizard, and it's here today. Mm-hmm. It's called a tegu. Her name is Helen. Tegu. If any of them appreciates and and has a want and desire to be in human contact, I it's that lizard right there. And that that's kind of the first time you've ever really that's seen first, it. Yeah, because here's the thing: like with mm-hmm. a snake, if they had emotions, they would be able to make a rational decision on something. Yeah. And I could have a snake for twenty years accidentally or forget to wash my hands after handling rabbits, go to pick up my pet steak of 20 years, he sees this warm, smelly <laughs> thing in front of him, and he bites it. Yeah, that's what there's I no do. There's no emotional disconnection. <laughs> that's there, what I do. Yeah, that's what, yeah, there's no emotional thing, oh, I'm not going to bite him because he's taking yeah. care of me. No, instinct. Oh, yeah. food, grab it. How about, uh, how about the big turtle? The big turtles and the, those those creatures. They, they're... They have. I think they have. I don't. Again, I don't know if it's personality that's putting human human emotions on it. But there are. Like you've heard him rustling this entire time. Yeah, he's trying. He how big is that? What's blood. that guy's name? Uh, that's Dozer, and he's a sulcata tortoise. Right now, he's probably about fifty fifty five pounds. He's maybe eight years old. Um, oh. 
Here, here he's yeah. coming out. Sulcatas uh, can get 200 pounds. And yeah, like I said, it's the third largest tortoise species. This is an African desert tortoise. You're not going to find this anywhere locally, but they are very common pet tortoises. The, the sad thing about that is that it probably shouldn't be a common pet tortoise because you go to the pet store and you buy it when it's the size of an apple maybe or uh-huh. smaller. You're going to feed it some strawberries here. But then it, in eight years, you've got this 50-pound tortoise that's going to live 80-plus years, and it's going to need to be at an 80-degree temperature year-round. And when you live in Salt Lake, that's hard to do year-round, yeah. especially for such a big animal. What, uh, um, what it, Do you, uh, as, uh, when, as you run this business of creature encounters, and, and Carrie's had all animals now for all these years, and Carrie, do you have, if you have animals so that you've had, what's the oldest, the longest time you've had an animal that you, know, you still have? Um, that would probably be a twelve years, and it's a snake. You have a twelve a snake that but you've had we, for twelve years. Yeah, but we do have a tortoise that's forty-two years old. That's documented from friends and family that we got it from. But you, but you didn't. Uh, but I didn't have it from. You the, didn't have it for that from long. the very beginning. No. Do you make? Have you thought about making some provision? about what happens to some of these animals that you know live a long time oh, there's that a are going to outlive you. Well, see, we've got six sulcata tortoises, which are going <laughs> to... Yeah. And most of them have already been claimed. <laughs> by family? Oh, yeah, by yeah. family. That's my tortoise. I get to keep that one, and then I'll pass it on well, to my Well, our biggest kids. one that's 110 pounds, that's actually one that I ended up in my yard because uh, Dorian got that one. And when he lived in a situation where he couldn't take care of it, he came over to my house. And gosh, how much do you think it weighed when we got it over there? Oh, I got I. Well, we originally thought it was a female, and we call I called her Bianca. I got her in Cedar City. That's where I went to school, and I got her in a in, I think ninety nine, ninety eight or ninety nine, mm-hmm. and she was when I got her maybe four or five pounds, and now, you know, she's one hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> and she's not she anymore. And she's, and, she's not, and she's not she anymore. It's a big male. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got her. Yeah. yeah, I got her thinking because it's hard to tell. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the physical characteristics are hard to tell when they're young. You can't Those sexual mature characteristics don't happen until they get older, but yeah. he's definitely a male. And uh, back to the personality thing, he runs the backyard. We, the, the other tortoises that we can bring to the backyard, it's Digger that determines whether they can stay there or not because if he... If he wants to be dominant, he will just he, they he'll ram them, he'll flip them over, he'll fight them, mm. and we've lucked out in that we've got Dozer here and a couple others that he's deemed not a threat or yeah know, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, and it's just fascinating to watch him watch him eat. This is strawberries are a treat. This the tortoises and most reptiles love the color red. They like tomatoes. They like strawberries. This is something that you know strawberries and fruits are maybe twenty five percent of their diet. Seventy five percent of what we feed that animal is grass or dandelion. Do you have? You must have some idea of what your uh, monthly feed bills are for for something like this. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I've been doing this for so long. I have uh, developed friendships and, and and things with people who raise rabbits for a living for show or something and maybe they don't smart yeah i said yeah. rabbits and we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna listen we're gonna get into that and, and uh and so, I, I think we're gonna put it on film right now we're filming you're filming the uh 
tortoise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There will be a lot of videos from today's episode on uh, on our website or on uh, Facebook. Uh, Let's Go Eat show on Facebook. So okay. any of these animals uh, we talk about that uh, you want to watch, uh, go ahead. Eat. Yeah. 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 Watch so, a turtle eating strawberries. Mm-hmm. Most of most. Most of the, the snakes and, and uh, animals that I have that are going to eat a mouse or a rat or a rabbit, um, we try and order in bulk and we feed unthawed frozen. It's, it's cheaper. It's easier to feed. And when we get into feeding, I mean, if you feed your snake, you need to watch. If you're feeding live, mm-hmm. you need to watch that snake bite and kill yeah. and then get ready to consume that uh, that animal because if it doesn't bite it right that rat could be chewing on your snake's eye if it doesn't eat at all you go back three hours later and that rat could have gnawed a big hole into your snake i mean yeah. so with as many as i have i don't have to worry about the dead one that i put inside there hurting it if it and doesn't eat it and they're fine with that the the snakes the you turtles gotta trick them a little bit some of them, they don't take them right off the bat, but as soon as they learn, you know, with repetition of what's going on. Because Mother Nature's kind of told them, you might not want to eat something that died because whatever killed it might kill you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some of them I have to do some pretty crazy things, you know, some of them to get to eat rabbits so it's big enough so they're not still doing rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have a frozen rabbit that I've unthawed, and I may have put two live rats running around in a tote with that. They sent up that rabbit to smell like a rat, and now that snake will take it because it's taking a f- familiar smell, even though it's oh. a rabbit. Oh, there! You, you got to trick them. <laughs> so, well, how, now, how did you learn that? Did you did you read about that, or did you uh, was that trial and you error? Know what? Or? I, it, I, to me, it was just common sense and a natural thing to do. I didn't read about it. I just mm-hmm. did it because, well, that should work. Yeah, with oh. the experience of everything other, this this should work, mm-hmm. and, and it did. Uh, how about uh, let's? I want to talk a little bit about uh, insects, uh, the arachnids, the the spiders, the uh, uh, scorpions, um, all of those things that you have. Yeah, you uh, both. Uh, we should get a picture of that. Uh, both uh, the drages uh, drages are wearing scorpion belt buckles. Uh, these are uh, who made these for for you guys? Did you get we get the pictures? It, it, it's a gentleman that actually comes from Taiwan, and I, he just buys them from somebody over there. I'm sure. I'm sure he doesn't make them. So you just you just uh, those aren't your scorpions no. that got preserved no. in there. No, uh, the scorpions are fascinating to me. I, I've been stung by scorpions a couple of different times. I think I might have told you that. I once. Once when I was camping in southern Utah, and I, I'm pretty sure that's what did it, because I, I woke up and both of my eyes were swollen shut. It's just like I, I woke up in the morning and in my tent, and I what, what I couldn't see, and I look in the mirror, and like my, and it didn't really hurt. They were just all puffy. And I thought, what the hell? And then when we were, uh, and they sort of went down a little bit, I put some cold water on them, and and, uh, and then I step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, when we were rolling up our sleeping bags and stuff, two little tiny scorpions underneath the uh, uh, sleeping bags and the, the ground cloth. And I think that's got to be what did that. Yeah, they can. Um, scorpions. So there's roughly 1,700 different types of scorpions in, the, in North America. Um, there's only about. I think 14 to 17 of those that have the, a toxin potent enough to harm a human. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is the, it's they're rated on pain, not necessarily if it's fatal or not. Some scorpions are more likely to sting just because they're more aggressive, mm-hmm. and that's their nature. The ones we have, African emperors, Asian forests, and flat rocks, they're just a bigger scorpion that are more likely to use their pinchers to overpower their prey mm-hmm. than they would to use their the venom. And so for that reason, their venom doesn't have to be as potent. So if, we, if I were to get stung by the scorpions that we have, have the first aid for it is wash it with cold water and take an ibuprofen it's not go to the hospital yeah. it's not now the, the flip side of that was is, it is it weird that i didn't even feel it that uh, in the night no because that, it really it can be that quick and it can i was be just a pinprick and i was probably drunk when i went to bed <laughs> and <laughs> so, you wouldn't feel it anyway you know, so i wouldn't yeah. have felt it anyway uh and so and then i i was in texas one time and went out into a barn and this damn scorpion ran up and stung me on the ankle i mean i mean it's just like i'm gonna get you they, and it, and that kind of hurt yeah but it didn't swell up or it, it really didn't even swell up just left a little red it mark. hurt you or your feelings because yeah. it ran up and, well, both but it got kind of hurt i mean it hurt it was you know but it didn't swell up that one didn't swell up it just left a red mark yeah i had one one time uh his stinger got wedged in my cuticle of my thumb this was during a show i was doing a thing for scouts at a church and it got stuck luckily my little brother was there with me because i just kind of oh i'm gonna go over here now and i just went over to the into the kitchen and got it off and then i just didn't you know draw any attention to it but by the end of that presentation my thumb was completely swollen yeah and that's really all that happened i mean it wasn't i wasn't get worried about or, anything yeah i didn't yeah. need to go to the hospital or anything i just knew what about the what about the element of danger and I've seen uh, Carrie. Uh, do you have scorpions with you, by the way? No. No, I didn't bring any of them. Oh, yeah, you want me to put one in my mouth? I did. <laughs> he does. Quite, by the by the way, which is the only place I've been stung by these black emperor or Asian scorpions? <laughs> on the inside. It's of in the inside of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. How he, are you? Why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> it's something's wrong. Because he's stupid people. enough to put scorpions that's in his exactly. mouth. That's right, and I've seen him do it. Oh yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, did it in the in the movie uh, The Lone Ranger, Mm -hmm. uh, which didn't make it into the final cut of the theatrical release. But are you on the uh, uh, extras on the DVD? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they they were in scenes of that doing it in some. You too, Dorian, or just Carrie? It wasn't me. It was Jordan, my other little brother. The scene's called Hell on Wheels. You can find it on YouTube. And they're just—it's it, when they're going to see Red in the town, and they, the horse goes by with Army Hammer and Jack and Johnny Depp on it. And in the background, you can see their heads on a table, and their eyes are all blacked out, and they're, they have you know scorpion tail mustaches, and the scorpions are just 
walking out of their mouth onto the table. <laughs> it must have been fun. If you, if you go to YouTube and look up a featurette, it's a 90-second 90, uh, a, a featurette of, of Hell on Wheels. It shows them filming us doing that, and Army Hammer, who plays the Lone Ranger, is standing in the background. He turns to the camera, and he goes... Whatever went wrong in their lives that they started putting scorpions <laughs> That's what in I'm their saying. mouth? <laughs> I guess. Because he, he I'm wanted, Army Hammer he wanted on this nothing one. to do with it, but yeah. Johnny was fascinated by yeah. everything. Yeah. We've got pictures of him holding all the animals and all that. He was just fascinated by all of it. Did you? Uh, was that a pretty lucrative little gig for you to do that? Oh, I'd like to do it again. Was yes. it made, made, made some money? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We went to Santa Fe. Was there for? It's a great town, to, isn't it? Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. And you got to spend you spent some time with Johnny Depp and Army. Yes, I mean just hanging out. Well, he was into the animals so much that if we weren't on set and I didn't need to worry about the snake charmers with snakes, and Jordan could handle that, we were, we were in his trailer <laughs> with tarantulas and snakes and scorpions. Yeah, he was just fascinated by it. Uh, is, yeah. Now, is that the first time you've ever done anything like that, movie work? with? Yeah, the, that was the first time I did well, something like I, that. Th- there should be a pretty good call for that. Uh, have you looked into expanding into doing more of that? We stuff? have, and we've had calls, and we're in a couple of music videos for some some mm-hmm. groups, and uh, we're in a couple of short films. We're in a short film that was done right here in Salt Lake for October evening, which is an event that's uh, that, that's put on at the Masonic Temple for Halloween. Oh, uh-huh. and uh, it was uh, circus acts gone wrong. And so I go up there and I present the scorpion to the crowd and I put it in my mouth and it comes out and then I proceed to go into a bloody convulsion and fall to the ground. Oh, you're, you're just... <laughs> you know, part of this is... <clears throat> did, you, did you know growing up that you're also a ham? Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you have any... Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever yeah, gravitate? I, I got set in the corner of the classroom quite a while. Yeah. Many times for yeah. visiting or. You know, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're yeah. an outgoing uh, and like social. to perform. I, and I was sociable for social media. You know. Yeah. Like to perform. Did you ever? Did you ever perform? Did I did. Ever? I was in the school plays in yeah. in uh, in uh, junior high. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Uh, yeah. So let's see now. Where do we want to go with this? Uh, tell people how they can get a hold of Creature Encounters, and we'll, and we'll all, of course this will all be on our website. And um, uh, give us a call. Pretty much, you can find us online. To uh, Facebook is really good to see what we're doing. To see all the pictures, there's hundreds of albums of all of the things that we've done. So you can, depending on what you're looking for, we've probably done it. You can look at uh, photographs of it. Uh, the phone number is eight zero one eight six zero four one five five. We go from Ogden to Provo to Tooele to Park City, and we've even gone further than that if it if needs be. And there's a, a you can kind of tailor w- what you want. You know, it can be small, it can be as big as you want. Presentations. You wouldn't believe how many four year old birthday parties I do. Yeah. Well, you can't get too technical and too crazy with four year olds, so we tailor it. They're big with tortoises. They're big with the smaller lizards, and they love, but. The, the smaller snakes. But, yeah, we we deal information and, and what's to bring. Some people can't deal with tarantulas and scorpions, so they don't come to their party, and there's extra snakes. I've done a Spider-Man party where all we had was, like, 18 tarantulas there. Mm. And we've done snake parties where all it was is uh, a corn snake or a king snake or a boa constrictor, or, you know, different yeah. types of snakes. We, we can put... Anything together that someone is interested in. Yes. I was never keen on the, uh, as when I first met you guys, holding the tarantulas. And then uh, when I finally did it, I thought, well, this is actually kind of cool. I kind of liked you it. They're good at it. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're just kind of, 
I don't know. They're nice. I like them. Uh, I know what I was going to ask you as we were talking about the scorpions stinging you and your thumb swelled up and that. Um, there have to have been, over the years, some accidents um, some some uh, that have involved. I mean, do you have you get bitten occasionally we, by these creatures? The, and, before you answered that, turtle might be escaping. So, like in the next hour, you might want to chase him. He's pretty. They're they, they're pretty fast. Really. Slow and steady. He's is trying to go get just in the like car. The tortoise in the hair. Those tortoises once they start moving, they just don't stop, and they'll push furniture, chairs, barbecues, anything out yeah, of their way. The bigger they are, the more they can push. Um, as far as accidents, we really haven't had. The, the accidents that we have are with us. Yeah. I've been bitten. Carrie's been bitten. Family's been bitten. From from what I can remember, in the the eight years that we've had the, this as a professional mm-hmm. company, we've had two instances where we had a um, baby snake bite one of the people that we were. Yeah, and using. I wasn't thinking about yeah. that. I mean, I mean to you guys because yeah. you're around. Oh, them it all happens. The time. If, if you own reptiles, it's not a matter of if you get bit. It's just when. Uh, a funny thing is my daughter is starting to like snakes in the last reptile expo. <laughs> yeah, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. And So this may be your chance. <laughs> yeah. The last Probably. reptile expo that they did at the fair park, we got a new snake. It's a woma. It's called a woma. They're from Australia. They're a desert snake. They're really pretty. She really wanted it, and so my stepmom decided to buy it for her. Well, we buy it, take it over to our booth, and within the first five minutes, she gets it out and holds it, and it latches onto her finger. And she was just kind of... She knew she couldn't really react to it because we're at, you know, we're it's at a booth. It's not good to go running yeah, around yeah. screaming with a snake hanging off your so finger at I the just, reptile show. I just kind of blocked her from the from the public. We walked around to the back. We, uh, Dad walks back. We just like, okay, just relax. Set the snake down. Let it relax. It will let go of you. So set the snake on, a, on is, the table. Is this hurting her? Um, it's hurting it, it more is a, a shock thing. As soon mm-hmm. as the the initial bite happens, of course, she screamed. And then mm-hmm. she's apologizing to us for screaming. <laughs> once it once it let go, she really, she grabbed it and she looked at me. She had a smile on her face and she was like, my first bite. Like it was a like a badge of honor. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I got my first bite. <laughs> oh, I have an interest in a lot of snakes and stuff. So I own snakes that I know will bite. I know snakes that if I take them out, there's a very good possibility it might. But I have learned how to handle them so I can stay away from it. But I would never take one of those kind of snakes to sure. a public event and ask the public to take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one little girl that got bit in the tummy because she'd been holding rabbits. And we had a baby snake that was two feet long mm-hmm. that smelled that rabbit on her mm-hmm. tummy and kind of uh, kind of bit, bit her tummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably and, good to bring the rabbits and out then, after the snake. Well, and then we went and did her birthday party three months later. Mm-hmm. She was fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it was a startle. Yeah. But, uh, you know... We try to use and train. I mean, the snakes are with us quite a while. Some snakes are a little head shy. If somebody touches their head, they pull back and stuff. And it's not really aggression. It's them being nervous, like, what's going on? But it startles somebody when they're holding them. Uh, today, if you'll notice, I, I can I could stick the snake's head in my mouth, and they're not going to do that because I teach them not to be head shy. Mm-hmm. I over and over and do it over again so that when they recall this happening, that it's not a negative experience in any way, and so it, it's not going to happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood, we... We have rules, we have situations, we have watch, we have so many people in booths. We can tell when they're tired of being handled, and that's mm-hmm. why we have so many. 
We do a Comic-Con. You know, we bring a lot of stuff because the snake's out for a couple of hours, and it gets to sit down and go away, and somebody <laughs> else time. comes out, and we're still <laughs> standing union there. Ru- union I wish rules. there was a new me to come out, you know. Union but, of the Snakes. Uh, but, yeah. It's Duran Duran, um, I think. And he, he's right. If you're going to own a pet snake, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. if. It, it's when. Well, maybe it's time now to Creature Encounters to feed animals, and you want to get the... Uh, it's time to Let's Go Eat. It's the yeah. Let's Go Eat show. Let's go eat. Where do you want to start? What do you want to? Uh, what's the, what's the name of this snake? Uh, this is a this is called a Burmese python. This one's the snake's name is Jabba. He is probably around uh, ten feet, and I'd guess he's probably around forty five pounds. Oh man, he's beautiful. Yeah, he is a gorgeous snake. Uh, uh, we're gonna feed him a rabbit, uh, not a live rabbit. Nope. As we were talking about earlier, uh, he's really pretty shiny. And just and looks to be just about as healthy as anything. Yeah, he's he definitely is one of the ones that's not shy about eating. Uh, you can hold that back away from your mouth just a little bit. Okay. Uh, now this, uh, oh boy. Uh, so you can see how he's using a hook because you don't really want your hand in the way of that. Oh, oh man! And he just curls right around that yeah. snake. Now, what the constrictors do, he doesn't know. It makes no difference to him if this this rabbit is dead or alive. He's going to go through the same process. What he's doing is, in the constriction, they just squeeze the animal, and then as the animal exhales, they squeeze tighter, and it leaves no room for them to breathe back in. We have bunnies at home, like baby bunnies that we grew from this little tiny little, you know. So I thought maybe Flora would be upset. But it's it's the circle of life, isn't it, my dear? It's my daughter. What did you say? As long as it's dead. Yeah, as long as it's already dead. You don't mind it that much. So you can see he's got his mouth open on the head. Let's see. And what he'll do is... I can't can't see where his mouth is. Oh, I see, yeah. You can see the... How did he figure that out? (laughs) The heat-sensing pits they have on the front of their face are very, very sensitive uh, pits. So he figured out right where the head is the minute he... Mm -hmm. And even if a snake... Yeah, if a snake grabs the animal and not, doesn't grab it by the head, uh-huh. they'll still maneuver around and start the head. Now, sometimes they'll screw up and they'll start on the back end, but for the most part, they they, they don't try to start eating from the middle. Mm-hmm. They grab it from the head and they'll start. And that's that also is just biologically, the limbs will all lay down so that they can actually swallow it. Because if yeah. you were to try to swallow it any other way, those limbs could be a problem. Now, he's starting to relax a little bit. Yep. Because he's... He th- he's now he's sure that the animal is dead, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that the animal is constricted uh-huh. to death. And everybody kind of knows that they can. People say that they unhinge their jaw. They technically don't unhinge their jaw. It never unhinges. There's a ligament that it stays there, but they can open it wide. Now they can open it the way that you, that everybody imagines, but they also on the bottom lip they have a separation on their bottom lip, and their bottom jaw can actually separate uh, lengthwise. Uh, let me ask you this. When was, first of all, I should uh, for people who are not watching a video of this, you can. Um, when uh, this is a full size rabbit, and it was an adult rabbit essentially. Yeah. Uh, it had it, and you guys, it would it had been frozen. You this was a frozen yeah. rabbit. You got it in a frozen state, or yeah, uh, thought it. When was the last time this this snake ate? Two weeks ago. Two weeks. So every something this, something this size, I feed about every two weeks. Uh, if they're going to shed, that might extend it because at the end of the two weeks, if they're in a shedding period, they will not eat, and it may take another week. So it might be three weeks in between feedings. Ah, uh, 
So do you have to keep, uh, you have a, a number of snakes. Do you have to kind of keep a, a, a written record we have when you We have them? a desk calendar, yeah. and it says, and it, and it has the name of every animal and when it ate and what it ate. Mm-hmm. And because, like he said, during the shed cycles, they may not eat. And, and some smaller snakes, this guy's fine to eat every two weeks or three weeks. Some of the smaller snakes, they need to eat every week. Uh-huh. Now he's what's he's he's, he's, he's just maneuvering around it yeah. to the head now. He'll um, he'll use he has very small teeth all around in his mouth and they all angle backwards. So as he eats those teeth, if this were a live struggling animal, it would mm-hmm. help kind of anchor it in so they can't pull back out. How long is it going to take him to? I'd guess swallow that thing. Probably that ten to fifteen minutes. It looks like on the the pace that he's already going now. Really, he could that. That whole thing can get down inside that snake in ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah. Is there something that he is all, the snake is also using to dissolve the creature at all, or is it just they at have, this point? They, they have really strong digestive enzymes in their stomach. When he digests that animal, they will digest everything. When he when he finally has his his BM and urates, there's nothing left. It you, digests. You, the, you mean when he takes a crap? Yeah. When he takes a shit. When he, <laughs> yeah, when when he he's shits. done. Yeah. Okay. It will be. Right. It'll be nothing. It'll be the the hair, the Ugh. bones, the teeth. Every part of that animal is digested because this animal in the wild, he may not know when the next meal is coming, so they need to use every bit of nutrients that they can. Your brother's going to be so jealous when he finds out that you got to see this and he didn't. Her other brother, not not this. Yeah, we'll no, let him. Her other brother, because I don't want to make him nervous and not eat. So we'll let oh. him go. Let, we'll might let him. be shy. Yeah. Okay. Well, he might be just more curious about what's going on because, like I said, he eats a lot and he's mm-hmm. definitely not. He's not hurting for food. So if there's a lot going on, he might just be more curious about us than actually eating. Yeah. Uh, so now, what else have we got here that we're going to feed? We've got some other animals here, here on the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, this is called oh. a red tegu this is a south american lizard this is the one that is a very intelligent lizard these the, this is the guy that you say might have a actually have some yep. sort of and a personality they've actually done <laughs> clinical research with these animals where they do seek out attention so mm-hmm. it, it's a little more advanced of a reptile now this is an omnivore helena here she likes strawberries she likes bananas but she also likes rats and mice oh. and she needs that variety now you watch the way she eats she doesn't chew pieces off like we like humans do she just chomps and mm-hmm. swallows whole uh, now uh, you say she needs both f- fruit she needs fruits vegetables and she needs protein she needs the protein yep yeah. so she'll eat cockroaches she'll eat other we i mean we can catch a grasshopper in the backyard and give it to her she'll also eat these small rats and and again mice. this is a frozen a frozen yep. uh, it had this been frozen been before. previously frozen and now thawed and she'll it's kind of like a crocodile if she, if if she were to try to eat something that was too big for her she would grab it and whip her head around to try and tear it because mm-hmm. she can't she's not going to use her claws to tear it mm. Where do, now, where does this animal live in the wild? South America. Just, she's very pretty. I mean, just real, looks, I, I mean, it's it's prehistoric. It oh. really is oh, yeah. absolutely prehistoric. These, they use, they've used these lizards in countless bad horror movies, bad uh, dinosaur movies. Oh, yeah. You, the, the tegus and monitors are, they're, they're not, the, they're not exactly the same, but to, to the, to somebody who doesn't know, they're pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're very smart. They can get ve- they can get very large. Ooh. Yeah, you can see how she also she's probably going to whip it around anyways because in her mind it's the same thing as I need to kill this. Yeah, and they don't do it by constricting it; they do it by 
you can you can hear smashing the head <laughs> and by whipping it around uh, and, and that that and that now that mouse is just going right down her or rat, I guess yep. it is. And you can see how she has to do that jerking motion because she's not using her arms to pull it in. She just yeah. has to do a little jerk to force it down the gullet. Is that a Norway rat? <laughs> they're, they're delicious. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ratatouille. There you go. Ah, uh, Helen. Uh, what a fine lunch you're having. Again, you can see all of this at the Let's Go Eat Show dot com or on our face. Probably on our Let's Go Eat Show Facebook would be the easiest place to see it because it's so uh, it's so uh, video friendly, right? Yeah. That the thing with this too, Bill, is this guy is not a not a lizard that you, if you're a starter, this is not the, the lizard you want for a pet. This this thing, the humidity requirements are are huge. Uh, it has difficulty shedding because we're in such a dry climate. Uh-huh. The diet is. It, like the, he'll he'll eat this. Not, the snakes will eat every two to three weeks. This guy is going to eat something like this every other day. Yeah. So if he does this every other day, then he's also shitting every other day. Yeah, and it's not pleasant. Got to clean it up. You got to yep. so you have to keep him in a, a terrarium of yep. some sort that's got. A, and she wants substrate to dig. She wants to burrow. She wants to be ninety degrees some of the day. She wants to be seventy degrees hmm. other times of the day. Um, it's a, it's a difficult pet to have. Yeah, a tegu. Uh, now, are there uh, there are, but there are lizards like this that are that would be good pets, similar to this um, that would be good there, pets, right? There's bearded dragons, is what we'll pull out next, which mm-hmm. is the same. It's a lizard. It's uh, from Australia. It, a lot of people around here liken it to a horny toad. Yeah, it, it's it, in appearance, yeah. it's similar, but it's you know it's different than a horny toad. But this this is a lot easier pet lizard. If you're going to get a pet lizard, mm-hmm. bearded dragons for our climate are definitely easier. Now, this is also an omnivore. It wants fruits and vegetables, but it also wants cockroaches and bugs and mice. Okay, so we do. Uh, Oop! There's a live cockroach. Uh, oh my go. god! <laughs> Just went right for it. That's great. And little Bill knows about this because he raises those dubias. Well, he doesn't do that anymore. He's not doing that anymore. (laughs) Well, he stopped doing that. Yeah, little Bill does not raise the the cockroaches in the house anymore. No, I think Mom probably had something to say. Well, I forget what the problem. It's it's a little more difficult to do that than you really think of. Let's see. We're going to see if we can hear them. Well, that other one's stupid. Yeah. The other one ate quite a few at the school. A little crunching sound. Oh, one's on. Escape! Yeah, you can hear them kind of. Yeah. So these bearded dragons are definitely more popular as pets. I think they're a great lizard. You can tell that they're, you know, they're active. They're, they, again, the personality thing, they're just more Mm -hmm. inquisitive. They seem, yeah, I mean, they, they almost seem to be friendly. And you get a little. And little this uh, is a little pinky mouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's a live mouse there. That's kind of so. Sad. The the stuff that we can feed live is the stuff that we don't have to worry that it's going to yeah. possibly hurt what we're feeding. Yeah, and those little that, that's they're little, just having even, just just newborns. Yeah, but we also have. Uh, bags of those frozen we also buy those mm-hmm. frozen they come by bags of a hundred yeah i well i see i'll eat them frozen <laughs> in the summer <laughs> but, does that make you sad charlotte a little bit no you're fine you're fine yeah uh, that uh, i he, i guess he's not hungry yeah 
And do they have names, those two? Uh, I think this is Pebbles and Maximus. Pebbles and Maximus, all right. Yeah. And what now, what kind of snake is that, girls? What is that? This is a California king snake. You can actually find these in Utah, in way down in southern Utah, mm-hmm. in uh, like Hurricane and St. George. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the cool thing about this snake, they're called a king snake because they actually eat other snakes. You can get on YouTube and look at videos of California kings eating. They actually eat rattlesnakes. Really? They will go, they'll stalk. Well, they won't stalk. They'll just kind of uh, wait as rattlesnakes go by, and they'll lunge out and grab the back of the snake's head so that it can't bite. And then swallow it live. Now, what would be this? Is this a what size is this snake? Would you say is this, this average is just, size or? Yeah, this is. They may be able to get a little bit bigger than this, but not much. This is probably around a full grown. Kind of like humans. Some humans can be seven feet tall. Some only get to be five and a half feet tall. It's the same with a snake. This species could range anywhere from four and a half feet full grown to possibly five and a half feet full grown. Oh, that now you're telling me that snake can eat that. Mouse. If you look that at the, rat. if you look at the biggest part of a snake's body, mm-hmm. look at the biggest part and uh-huh. then double that circumference. Mm-hmm. That's the size of prey it should be eating. Oh, the let's go eat show. Yes, <laughs> indeed. This is re- really. I don't think I'll be eating for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Now, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to say I don't like eating. I, I enjoy eating, but I I would tell you there has been times in my life where like, man, I wish I could just eat. An eight-pound something, and yeah. not have to eat for a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, actually, I've eaten that much. Where <laughs> I have eaten that much, where I thought, I bet I'm not going to eat for another two or three days. Yeah. Uh, what kind of snake is that one? That uh, the this girls is called have? a carpet python. This is native to Australia, and it's it's a uh, it's a, an arboreal snake, which means it spends probably eighty percent of its life in trees. So that's why it's really comfortable just on their shoulders. Well, why would they call it a carpet python if you know, it spends exa- its life yeah, in exa- trees? I don't, I don't know. But that that's why we sense, that's why that it? snake's name is Shag. Uh huh. Shag rug. <laughs> I got it. Do you find that most? I mean, you you occasionally find people like Gina, uh, my radio partner, who uh, just won't eat, uh, or just won't eat. Just won't eat dead rats. <laughs> <laughs> just won't uh, touch snakes and won't have anything to do with them. We've oh, actually got Gina to hold finally, something. I think finally, it was, a, it was at her uh, little uh, little Jonesy's birthday party yeah. that we did. She held one of the snakes only because we convinced her to because Johnny Depp had held it. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm but, like that. I'm not touching any of these snakes. Oh, Whoa, wow. look at that. Now, what, that, so, oh, that's the carpet that's python. That's the carpet python, and that's just a little bit bigger rat. And you can tell that oh, that snake is not that. shy at all about eating it. No. Man. Now, I have to warn you, there. I mean, the pressure that they put on them at some times, there can be an abdominal blow. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> if they squeeze around it too hard. Oh, guts will come out of guts the... guts can uh, come out of the back of the, end. Out of the, uh, yeah. And I think that's a nice way of putting it. It's an abdominal an blow. An abdominal blow or a, a posterior <laughs> well, exit. I've, again, I've had those as well. <laughs> There's been occasion, on occasion I've had an ab- after had being at too, a rhodesia. Had too much to eat yeah. and you'd have, <laughs> have a little bit of an ab- abdominal blow. Yeah, it can happen. So it, they start, they grab it. And then they can. Twi- it's just. Uh, it's. It'd be interesting to. It's interesting to see that. If you see that in slow motion, that I action. bet I can make that it's happen. Very yeah. very fast. Yeah, that action is just astonishing, isn't it? Yeah. What they can do. 
Now, let's see what we've got here, the progress. So now we can see here on oh my gosh. the Burmese, this is Jabba again, and he is halfway down this rabbit, and you can see how well he's stretched. Now, when a, an, when a snake like this has eaten, oh my gosh, uh, is eating a rabbit like this, uh, a, a full big snake and it's a full-size rabbit, mm. they, they must be pretty vulnerable at this point. They are, they are fairly vulnerable. This is probably the most vulnerable time that, that they'll usually try to go someplace safe to do this. Now, mm. they do have exit strategies if something were to happen. If he felt threatened, this snake could immediately regurgitate that animal. If really? he needed to evacuate, if mm-hmm. he, could, he could just boop, spit it right out. Because if it's a matter of his life, he needs to get away. And mm-hmm. they, snakes can even do that after they've eaten the entire thing. If it's a giant python and it's ate a 20-pound boar or something, mm-hmm. and if it gets in a threatened situation... A 20-pound boar. Which they can do. <laughs> if it gets in a situation where it feels threatened and it can't move because it's got that bulk in its body, mm-hmm. they'll just regurgitate it. And so that's why after we feed him, mm-hmm. we'll leave him alone for at least 48 hours to let him... Digest. Digest, yep. Is the, is the tortoise missing? Kind I'm of. I'm sure we'll Uh-oh. find him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's make sure he's not out in the street. Right there. Did you find her? Find him? He's out in the street. The turtle. The tortoise is they, out in the street. They, don't, they just got to keep moving. They don't <laughs> yeah. have to move fast. They just got to keep moving. Uh, mealworms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, uh, big uh, cup of mealworms there. Delicious. And, and 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 we just saw Carrie eat a mealworm because do you want do you want to get that on film? Do you mind eating another mealworm, Carrie? Alive now, watch they're wiggling, and Dorian will do it too. And do you have somebody who will kiss those mouths after you've done that? No, no, <laughs> you you will. Uh, you'll eat one too. Uh, okay, no, I'm not eating one. Are you kidding me? I don't have any desire to eat a mealworm. I've eaten delicious, right? You know, it does not taste like chicken. No, <laughs> you know it's. Now, I really don't have uh, any uh, horrible objection to that because, uh, although live is a little creepy, but uh, those chapool bars that uh, somebody here in Utah makes, yep. and it's with de- ground-up mealworms, isn't yep. it? Or uh, crickets? Cri- is it crickets? crickets. Uh, I've eaten those, and I don't have any big objection to that. And I think we're—I think the world as a whole is missing a great source of protein. Oh, it is by not oh, using I, insects. Well, more. the part is, it's mostly our part of the world because yeah. there are many parts of the world that use that. Years ago at the state fair, uh, and I'd had them before, but these were fresh. There was a guy up at the—I uh, uh, think it was up at Utah State who was into um, uh, doing uh, fried grasshoppers. Oh. Uh, you know, and frying them up, and they'd fry them up and, and put them in a soy sauce with salt and uh, soy or, or teriyaki, I think, with salt and stuff. But they were really good. You know, these really, it's it's bland. Gabriel caught one once, and he roasted it. Gra- oh, that's right. I remember. Yes, <laughs> he caught a grasshopper. Little Bill caught a grasshopper so, and roasted it and ate it. <laughs> well, there you go. Feeding time. Is done. Uh, uh, Carrie uh, and Dorian Drage have eaten live mealworms <laughs> so here on the Let's Go Eat show. I think they're going to try to get you to yeah, do a shot gonna, of tequila gonna... with a worm in it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the live worm, you mean? Yeah, you just put it in your mouth and you just chase it with the. You just swallow it. I don't. It. You don't have to chew it. 
You, um, I will do a shot. We of call this a group no, tiger. No, 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 no yeah, this tightens right. the group. This is what we do at family parties. This is a. Is it really? Uh, this is the group tightener. Now, is this the kind of worm that you would find in a bottle of tequila, or a, not tequila, but yeah. a mez mez uh, mezcal? Yeah, mezcal. This is what you would find. This and I really don't know the purpose of that. I don't know why they do that. Mm, I don't either. I've, I've, I've people had say that. that 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 it soaks into the worm, and you eat the worm, and you're going to get that much more of a. Now, now, I you know, are if you maybe if you drop the worm in the. <laughs> You could do that. You can drop it in and then just swallow it, or I'll, you can put the worm in first and then do it. I'll do that, but you yeah, have to put thought, more tequila. Oh yeah, I was going to say we got to make so bills a double. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to make mine a double. And if you drop a worm in there, uh, I'll do it. Here now, okay. So go ahead, drop one in there. Here, let's wait. Wait, okay. Who's doing the dropping here? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. There's mine, Hillary. Okay. Hillary's getting one too. All right. Cheers. Let's eat. Cheers. Let's go eat. Make mine a double. Ah. I felt it go down there. <laughs> it's hanging on. It's hanging on to his oddly shaped ego. It did. It did for a second. It did for a second. I could feel it. I could feel it just kind of stop there on the uvula for just a second. <laughs> creature Encounters, thank you so much. Carrie Drage, Dorian Drage. And if you want Creature Encounters to come to your parties, your your corporate events, it's very affordable. For the number of people that we can entertain for the price, it's very, very affordable. Yeah. Uh, just look for them on Facebook, Creature Encounters. Uh, that's probably the best that's way to the go. the best way. We're on Instagram, hashtag Creature Encounters Utah. You can look us up. Our website is CreatureEncountersUtah.com. But Facebook and messaging on Facebook is really the best way to do it. All right. Remember, any of the we videoed all these animals and took pictures. That will all be available on our Facebook page and then linked from our website. And make sure to go check out all those videos and pictures.